0: Welcome to the Meaningful Mentor podcast, a podcast where we discuss, encourage and offer suggestions to help you live a more meaningful life despite the barriers of illness, injury or disability. Live the life you want to in a meaningful way. I'm your host, Steph Collinson, an occupational therapist turned business owner. I help businesses with content creation, visibility online and helping them get their message out there to the world. I created a lifestyle that suits me despite my IBS diagnosis and I want to help you do the same. Welcome back everyone to the Meaningful Mental podcast. I've been having lots of really great guests on the show lately and today we have Joseph Reed, also known as Joe, (laughs) and he is the founder of Broken People, and he has a book out as well to talk about his experiences of mental health, um, which is called Broken Like Me. But that's just a little short introduction. I'll let Joe kind of introduce himself and talk a little bit more about his experiences with mental
1: health. Yeah, thank you, Steph. Such an honor to be here. Thank you, everybody, for listening and tuning in. Uh, this is a great show, a great platform, and i am it's an honor to, uh, to be with you. Awesome. Cool and you want me to talk about myself? Yes. <laughs> fantastic. I'm a very tall person. I'm a very tall American. Uh, <laughs> hazel eyes. Yeah, I wrote a book and it's a book born out of my pain. It's I talk about the struggle that I have, the very dark side of both having a mental health disorder and what it's like to be in a mental hospital. And then I highlight some of the the tricks and tools that you know, as somebody that's dealt with it and has been through loads of therapy, things that I've done that have just helped make a life a little bit easier for me. There, there are three major things that I talk about, and that's a scale to kind of communicate with with loved ones how you're doing, uh, how I'm doing so that you know, professionals and, and loved ones can can have a really basic understanding of, of how I'm doing without me having to, to use a lot of words. It's a really simple scale. Uh, I talk about the importance of a journaling lifestyle you know, just writing in a journal and, and different options that are available if you're not like a huge writer. And I also spent a lot of time talking about the importance of friendship, probably 100 pages just going into why friendship is so important for people with a mental health disorder for anyone, really. I mean, it's such an amazing gift, but really can be difficult for people that are adults feel like a lot changes for us when we get older and we think that the rules don't apply to us anymore. or We have to behave a certain way. And it's just not so so I I spent some time focusing on that.
0: Awesome and I really think uh, you're the first person on the podcast to talk about mental health actually so I'm really interested to know you can kind of tell us how much you you like but when did your mental health struggles happen and when was the first time you thought gosh I need to really kind of seek help with it and how, how would you kind of encourage other people to seek help when they feel that they need to? Because I know you've just talked about friendship and how important that is. And I think people with mental health, you kind of isolate yourself and you don't feel like anyone can help you. So I'd love to know kind of your experiences with that and how you received help.
1: Yeah. Thank you for for bringing attention to such an important issue, Mm -hmm. a global issue, especially, you know, where you are and where I am. And here I am in the States, you know, it Mm -hmm. it just can't have enough attention brought to it. And what an honor it is to be your first guest to talk about it and
0: mm-hmm. my
1: my experience with uh, mental health issues as far back as I remember go back to second grade when a teacher just mentioned to my parents that I was really struggling connecting with other students and I just I've always felt like a misfit always felt broken always felt like there was something wrong with me and you know I would look out in crowds of people or i would you know see a kid walking by the street whatever age of my life was and i would just have this enormous amount of empathy for people to the point where it would where i would just break down crying for somebody that i thought was hurting it doesn't matter if they were actually hurting or not but i would i felt i feel so connected to people around me that i kind of make these judgment calls like that i think somehow that i i can know what's going on in somebody's life like and sometimes i'm right but you know sometimes i'm not Uh, But I've Mm -hmm. always had that inner, that feeling of, of, of caring about how other people are feeling. And that's, and doing that without any boundaries has been a really, really big problem for Mm me. Mm -hmm. So I, I I didn't really first seek treatment until my wife made me, Mm -hmm. I, I had been doing some uh, journaling and journaling is a great thing to do, but if all you're doing while you're journaling is writing about the bad stuff in your life and how you want to try to find a way to kill yourself, like that's not productive you're going to make yourself worse if all you do is focus on the negative. And I was doing some artwork that was very self-destructive artwork mm-hmm. and my wife ca- caught wind of it. And she, she saw it and she was really concerned. So she talked to me after work one day, I, I got home from work and uh, I worked for FedEx Express. I delivered packages. And, and she said, you know, you, you either need to go to the hospital or I need to call the police to have them take you to the hospital. You know, with that act of love from a friend, you know, my wife is my friend, my best friend. And, and that's what's so tremendous about friends is if you can find those people that'll be honest with you, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And I went in and I got this, this, uh, horrible treatment. I experienced trauma like I've never experienced it before in my life in this mental hospital back in 2001. Things were just out of control. There were people having sex in the showers. There was a, a guy that bit the finger off of uh, another of the coworkers while I was there. Um, I talk about this in the book and, and like give it some context, but. I was there for two weeks, and it was very, very insane. And, and you think that you got to be insane to go in a place? but that's true, but to go to a place and have so much insanity happen while you're there doesn't help your situation at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I got out, I was like, I vowed never go to go back to a, a mental hospital again. But then in 2016, I I met this guy Nathan, who was a, a really dear friend, and he had just gotten out of a different hospital, and he he recommended that I go back, and so I did, and and with his help and my wife's help and. I went to this other place that was extremely safe and they did such a great job of, as far as like giving people tools to help them through, to deal with mental health disorders. And it was just a short time after that, that my friend Nathan uh, took his own life and, and passed away. And, and that's kind of what spurred me on to write a book and to uh, start broken people uh, as an organization. Mm-hmm.
0: Gosh. There's, there's a lot there, isn't there? And I, I can imagine that obviously you want to, the memory of your friend Nathan that you want to keep that alive and try and help other people who are experiencing struggles with mental health and I think a lot of people do and talking about suicidal thoughts and having those feelings like it's not normal but it is normal at the same time I think people kind of get scared about people talking about it but I think sometimes people have those thoughts but don't like act upon them and especially with myself being like working in therapy and working with people who had substance misuse issues and all of that sort of thing that always came up. And for me, it was normal to talk about that, but for other people, it's not so normal. And I wish it was because it could help, you know, save a lot of people's lives by just talking about it. Because you get so caught up in your own mind with these thoughts that you don't think, you know, anyone will listen or take the time to listen. But there are people out there who do so. I think it's so important. And it's amazing that you went on to, to write a whole book about your experiences. And it looks like it's been really well received from what I've I've seen, the reviews and things. And there's a lot more people than you think that are also struggling. Because sometimes when, when you've sat alone with your thoughts and thinking these things, it's, you know, you think that you're totally alone in it. So obviously now you've got this organisation. Tell us a little bit more about how you help people and what you kind of do within the organization
1: yeah so i think people have a tendency to think that they're freak. like i think everybody has a uniqueness to the things that they enjoy to the things that they don't like you know they everybody has opinions about something and i think when it falls outside of the commonplace when, it, when it's not so normal or yeah. so public like yes. for this for the example like I, I like the smell of gasoline and and you don't People don't go around and talk about like, oh, I like the smell of gasoline, but but you know a lot of people do. Yes. Um, I love the color yellow. It's not a very popular color, but you know the more we talk about what makes us unique, and in the book I mentioned this, you know, in order to be a friend, you know, to have friendships, you really got to like yourself first. You really got to learn to accept and know who you are. So I talk a lot about just how do you get to know who you are and how do you how do you get to like yourself? Mm-hmm. That's really really hard, and I. And I always refer back to Jesus when he talked about in the Bible, when he says, you know, love your neighbor as yourself as one of the greatest commandments. Well, he sets a precedent there. He says, you know, love your neighbor as you love yourself. So how can you love your neighbor if you don't love yourself? Well, it's, it's really, really hard. And, mm-hmm. and I would dare say impossible. So I think it's really important for, for everyone to just learn to accept who we are and mm-hmm. then use that as a starting point to begin to affect the community around us. And, and that's what broken people does. I'm not a smart guy. I'm not, um, I don't have any magic bullet or anything in, in terms of just trying to solve this depression problem. I've got some great tips. I really care about people a lot, Steph. And I think, you know, when it comes to issues like schizophrenia, dissociative disorder, all these things are just really, and people would deal with trauma and, and sexual assault and all those other things. There's a really complicated Really complicated, hard, hard issues, but and and I can't go in and I can't say this is what you got to do to fix yourself. But what I can do and what I encourage people in my group to do is just love people. And I, I think that you know everybody is capable of doing that. If we, I think we operate so much out of fear when we when we come across different kinds of people with, for example, schizophrenia or diso- social disorder, we've built up this idea to be afraid of things that are different from us. I think if we loved people, well, the Bible says perfect love casts out fear. And and uh, I think that's true, just not in like a religious sense, but in just like in a human sense, like if we just love people, we would be less afraid. But that but that fear is birthed from prejudice. And we see people that are different from us. We have mm-hmm. a tendency to think, oh, and I don't think we do it pr- subconsciously, but you see it happen all the time, whether it be with an issue of race or sex or sexuality or, mm-hmm. I mean. Even like weight, you see somebody fatter, skinnier than you. We judge people all the time. And it's birthed out of this prejudice and pride that we have. And it's, it's just messed up. And we do that with mental health all the time. We do that with education. Uh, anything we can see that makes us different people, you know, we, we, we tend to, to operate in fear. In my book, I talk a lot about how to address that fear. And that's just head down and straight out. As long as it's not an issue of your personal safety and you're dealing with a fear issue head down and straightforward go for it Mm -hmm. address that fear if you head on and that's what broken people do we just we're just we're just a a group of really messed up people that are just loving people the best we can uh without trying to be knowing that we have prejudices but but also knowing that we we don't have to let those prejudices decide how we act or treat other people Mm
0: -hmm. yeah no definitely We, we all should be treated how we want to be treated and i think you know We do. We carry around these, from growing up and what we've experienced, we've got these sorts of already prejudgments about people. Yes. uh, Definitely. And I think it's hard in a society that always teaches us, like, the opposite of, like, what
1: should be normal. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's just... My therapist had this sign that said, Thou shalt not should upon thyself." Yeah. And, I mean, look at American culture. Like, for the last... For a you know, for for however long in our country, countries do this too. Like, we're the best country in the world. Bull crap, we're just yeah. human, you know. We're, exactly. you know, there is, I think, we judge other countries because of the resources they do or do not have. That's just bull crap. Mm-hmm. And I think if you know, Steph, you and I are thousands of miles apart, but we're brothers and sisters, you know, we're born from the same flesh, you know. We're, and mm-hmm. uh, I think we just need to treat people that I think we would have well, less wars and less conflict if we just saw humanity in a humane way
0: mm. yeah no definitely <laughs> it's it's just it's, it's such a, a, a complex thing but it's not at the same time it's like you know if we simply just you know accepted people for who they are and like you say spread like love then <laughs> it would be yeah some, you know a more harmonious world to live on <laughs> but
1: well the but, how is complex but the what is not so the what yeah. is i need to love you the so yeah. how is okay. Well, you're a long way from me. Yeah, like you're, you know, you're where you are. What what country is that you're ending in again? Scotland, right? Scotland, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I'm here in, you know, in Michigan in the United States. Sure, it's hard for me. to Love you, but if I sit here and I'm kind to you over the phone, well, that's a great start, right? Yeah. So. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. Kindness. <laughs> People need to be more kind to each other, and just yeah. And I think that that's why this podcast is so great because everybody is going through their own struggles and things, but they get this like space to talk about where they've come from, where they are now and how they can, you know, help and impact others in a positive way. So yeah, no, it's, it's just, yes,
1: go on <laughs> kudos for you for, for creating this stage, this platform for people to come in and do that. It's, I think it's, it's a beautiful thing that you've done.
0: Yeah. Awesome um so as we come to the end of the podcast joe have you got any kind of tips or bits of wisdom that people should go away with i think we've talked about a lot in terms of you know (laughs) putting the world to right but you know have you got anything else that you want to add that you'd encourage people to maybe do they are struggling with their
1: mental health yeah for sure you know always consult with professionals and i think consulting with professionals is a lot like trying to find a mate you don't want to go with the first one that you connect with. It may not be the right fit for you. So be picky, be choosy and, and know that there is no magic bullet. Like, for example, if you're going to buy my book, a broken like me on Amazon on sale, now, (laughs) (laughs) but true, you know, that's, that's not going to be the full, the full solution for you. It's going to be a part of a picture. It's, it's uh, like a community is involved with, you know, you have your policemen, your firemen, your doctors, you know, your garbage men and you have all these people that come together to build the community. And I want to be a part of that community. Yes. But you have to have your therapist, your medication, your healthy eating, your sunlight. And it's really complicated. It can be, it can be overwhelming, but that's why you bring professionals in. That's why you have friends. It's, it's the really basic stuff. Start with a friend, start with a therapist, people that will be honest with you. That would give you some guidance. who are smarter than you, and I think that you're 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 headed in the right direction. And don't try to tackle too much at once. Do the one thing. Start with a friend. A conversation with a friend. Start with a conversation with a therapist. If you can't afford a therapist, a friend is wonderful to go to, or a religious leader in your community. Or you know, I don't know what kind of resources you have there, but there's you know there's some hotlines here in these states that you can call for help that are free of charge. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure there's just something like that where you are, and yeah. and uh, just ask questions. Don't You know, confront that fear of asking questions and and making your fears and your vulnerabilities and your hurts known because you'll find out that you're there are more people that are like you than are not.
0: Exactly. And I think talking to a therapist or talking to a friend, it can just give you a bit more like a perspective because you're so caught up in your own thoughts in your own head that having somebody like listen to you and kind of talk it out with you, it might just help you see things a little bit differently. That's what I think. Because I don't think they're necessarily like okay. A therapist has got all the training, but I don't think they're necessarily smarter. They're just the sounding board. Yeah. Um, get through kind of what you're struggling with at the moment. So yeah, amazing stuff. So I will leave your links, Joe, in the show notes for the podcast and a link to where the people can go and buy your book (laughs) Um, on Amazon but yeah no thank you so much for being on the podcast um i've really enjoyed chatting with you all, all things mental health it's been great so until next time guys i've got more chats with some amazing guests coming up so yeah stay tuned for the next one thank you so much for listening i'd love it if you could subscribe and share with others who may find our episodes helpful And leave a comment on my Instagram, which is at VA underscore Steph Solutions to let me know if you listened along and what you found most helpful.